Hello, everyone. Welcome to Reiki Radio. I am your host, Yolanda. And on today's episode, we have a special guest. Her name is Sophia Leva Marie of Nurturing Divine Beauty. And Sophia reached out to me to share with all of you some information about sacred sexuality and divine wealth. And it's not what you think it's going to be. We had a very interesting conversation, and I'm glad that she came on the show to share this with you. So I hope that you enjoy today's show. And as always, you are invited to join me and some other podcast listeners in the Seeker Circle on Facebook. It's a free community where we are having discussions about Reiki, meditation, all forms of energy work. People are sharing their experiences and asking questions. It's a beautiful, supportive group. And in fact, last week we just had a Reiki circle. We have these online discussions where we meet together. They're live events where you can come and ask your questions or again, share your own experiences. And all of our past Um, gatherings are recorded and so you can go back and watch all of them if you join us in the secret circle and also with that I just want to remind you that if you sign up for my newsletter at uchi.com that's y-e-w-c-h-i.com you will have a coupon code to receive free access to creating with the moon and stars as well as 22 Days of Transformation. So if you are new to the community or new to the podcast, welcome. Be sure to sign up for the newsletter so you can get those free gifts to help support you in your own journey of transformation. And then finally, for those of you who have been here for a while, I appreciate that you are still here. And I invite you to go check out my website as well because there are some changes. I am changing my whole format and... As I go along, I will update you with some more information, but I'm excited about all that is coming up to share with you. There will be some more guests on the podcast, and if you are someone who would like to share your story about your energy work, your personal transformation, if you are practicing any form of energy healing, or just have something about this path of spirituality and your own personal practice that you think would be beneficial for others to hear in support of their own evolution and growth, please contact me and you can reach me through my website. We would love to have you. So that's it for now. Thank you for being here and enjoy the show. everyone. Welcome. Today we have the beautiful Sophia Leva Marie of Nurturing Divine Beauty. And as you heard in the introduction, she does a beautiful range of work. I mean, it's really interesting when I think about you and we've spoken before in the background. And I get so excited about it because a lot of times you hear about energy healing and energy work. But to hear so specifically that you have a lot of focus on reclaiming our sexual energy and not feeling ashamed of wanting to connect to the energy of wealth and understanding that is in every aspect of our life. It's like, ooh, this lady is welcoming all of us to give ourselves permission to reclaim and accept many things we've been shamed over. So I guess that's an interesting way to introduce you. Welcome, Sophia. (laughs) 
say, should I curtsy? <laughs> like, yes. I can't really do it in the chair, but <laughs> yes. Thank you for having me. I'm so thrilled to be with you here. It was like instant connection when we talked and like, it just keeps getting bigger and more heart, heartfelt. So. And I'm so thankful, really, truly. Every time I get to meet someone who does feel like family right away and we just have this connection, but really excited about your work. And again, because I met a lot of people in this realm of spirituality and healing and all different modalities and things, but it's rare when you meet people who have um, not just a niche, but like a, a point of focus of really understanding what they want to help us to reconnect to and why. And because you clarify that and the points of focus you have are so powerful. I think it's a beautiful message for everyone to hear because a lot of people who listen to the show are in various stages of our healing process, our self-healing work, and we don't always know that there are so many layers to us and what contributes to how we may function or not. So one of the first things I want to ask you before we get too juicy <laughs> is, um, I remember something we spoke about was related to releasing um, an old identity. Yes. Which was a big part of your work. So could you please talk to us about this created identity and how you help people work through that? Mm. We all have so many identities that we take on that have been given to us. I can give you an example of for myself, I grew up in the Jehovah's Witness culture, super strict. Mm -hmm. And then when I left, you know, overnight, my family, my fiance and friends were gone. And I was kind of looking around this world like, oh, it's all bright and new. And I didn't know who I was. I didn't know what I thought about anything, you know, because I was taught what to wear, who to marry, all these different things. So it's like, oh, I have to like create this. So I started looking outside of myself. Mm -hmm. Oh, and we take on these identities. It can be the good girl. Uh, I have to be the the provider for the family. Um, we're in the corporate, you know, kind of persona as a woman where you're like, oh, I have to actually show up more and in that more masculine energy because that's what will get me further. So it can come from religion. It can come from family. These days it can come from social media. And we, we adapt all these kind of filters and ways of being that are given to us. And it's actually letting those go and, ha, huh, who am I? as a being what would my soul actually like to experience what do i want to actually have and create in this world and it may not be what your mother told you or your priest or your best friend or even your husband it may be something completely different and allowing that to come through you rather than at you is such an important place to start yeah, you know, as you're saying this, it reminds me of a lot of what we also see in this realm, because we do. I mean, we all take on roles, whether um, the expectations or roles we played in our family and then later on in our relationships, and like you said, religion and so on. But I think about even in this realm, a lot of people want to show up to contribute, right? So they say, I want to be a healer. I want to be a teacher. I want to be a coach. And 
they will oftentimes think that they have to match, you know, what they see out online or what they've seen other people do, even if it doesn't feel authentic to them. And then there's this frustration of like, am I not doing this right? This is what all the books said and all of these things. And I think a lot of times we forget that work of really tuning into us first before we dare to assume like any other role, really. I mean, Otherwise, we're just going in and out of costume, but really never tuning into that true nature. Yes. Yeah? Yes. I actually gave one of my clients uh, part of her kind of homework for the week was that she had to go on a self-help detox. I was like, no YouTube and no books Mm -hmm. because she's constantly in the, oh, this will fix this. Oh, this business person says this. Oh, this is the strategy. Oh, this is the self-help. And she's never actually engaging with her own body, her own intuition. It's like, oh, who has this really successful career? Who has this amazing, loving sexual relationship? You know, who has it all? And as you said, that may not work for you. Right. Because we are all very different. We have different experiences. And you may just come to the world a different way. Like I create differently than a lot of people. And people have opinions about that. And that's okay. That's theirs. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have to take that on. No, right. And it's like, even in this moment, it's like, I, I feel like we're doing a joint PSA. Is that what they call it? Yeah, public service announcement. A <laughs> PSA for everyone. Getting to know you, your true essence, connecting yes. into you is not a waste of time. Because I think yes. in a lot of ways, people think like, oh, no, no, I'm not supposed to focus on me. I'm supposed to focus on everyone else. Just, you know, as we've been conditioned to in a lot of ways. And so I love this. Um, to even have this conversation with you about how important it is to first, you got to reel it in. Like what is going on for you? What do you feel? What do you want? What do you desire? So with that, I have to kind of segue into one aspect of your work. I know that you really help women to reclaim and reconnect to their sexual energy. So one of the things that's so interesting about this is I don't know that every woman even knows the importance of that because unless we've had some extreme trauma, things that everyone else would identify as traumatic, a lot of people don't put themselves in the category of thinking there's anything to reclaim or heal. So could you talk to us a little bit about the importance of that aspect? Yes. So I'm actually going to start out by saying something that may be controversial. Ooh, go ahead. <laughs> so my personal feeling is that the number one responsibility of conscious people, and if you're listening to this, you want to live a conscious life in a more expansive spiritual life and have that for yourself and the ones you're here to serve. The number one responsibility is to claim your sexual energy. Mm. And people may be like, what? <laughs> Like, no, that's for the bedroom and that's for this. And no, it's not. Your sexual energy is your life force. Mm -hmm. It literally creates life. So what we're talking about is creating yours from the creativity, from the power, from the sacred expression. And you can only access that by accessing your sexual energy. So that's number one. You actually have to acknowledge that it's actually a necessary piece of yourself, of the life you want, and your spiritual evolution. Mm -hmm. 
And as far as those who, you know, as you said, may feel like they've not had these experiences, you know, again, we're bombarded by these messages uh, with culture, with our ancestry, with social media, with religion about how we should be, how we must be, how we have to be to fit in, to be acceptable. And that's a, a bombardment to your senses. It's like getting hit, like your body's getting hit. Like a lot of times, you know, if someone's having like these really kind of intense thoughts, I'll feel it in my body and it hurts mm -hmm. because it's, it's such a, what's a encroachment on their senses yet they're desensitized to it because it's something that happens all the time and a violation to your senses it doesn't have to look like trauma and abuse for me that was my personal experience but it can look like you were in a car accident it can look like for instance i had a client who his uh one of his parents died at age four and from his other parents grief he learned how to feel that his needs didn't matter and that he had to do things to get his needs met but and then in the paradox like they're never going to get met yeah. so from this thing that happened at age four this created as we said a whole persona a whole identity that he's been relating from that relates to how he parents how he is in his uh in his uh, marriage how he's showing up in business and money the boundaries he doesn't have with his clients mm -hmm. it shows up and we're not often aware that something that happened whether it's seemingly traumatic and like you said a kind of maybe overt violation can shift our trajectory but these little things and i put that in quotes because there is no bigger little in right. energy like they affect us and they affect our judgment and decision because we make a judgment and this decision in that moment and then we start operating from that so you're like going ahead and you're like Shoom. so you're you're actually on a different trajectory so what's necessary is that you actually reclaim that energy because it's it, you know it's lodged in your body and that's why the body is so important and again that sexual energy like it's fuel for your body and your life and if there's impingements anywhere in your body, in your etheric field, you are not operating at your optimal divine blueprint. And that I think is so beautiful. I mean, just to point that out, I always think if we could just get to the point of just that basic consideration, like am I functioning from my like optimal functionality? And if I'm not, what would that look like to do that and what is necessary? So there's a couple of things with what you said. One, I have to say, I'm glad you're not shying away even from the controversial because I think these honest conversations are so necessary, especially right now. Um, and another thing with that too, um, I wanted to talk about our sexual energy, but I have to say first, um, one of the things that you said, it reminded me of as well, some of us, it could be stories that we were told that causes us to disconnect from our sexual energy or it, like even 
and I'm giving these examples so people don't exclude themselves from it, but even the thought of like, we've all, not maybe all, but a lot of us, you may have had sex with someone that in later you're like, why did I do that? You know, like there are so many different things that can experience whether we consider them a trauma, a big trauma, or we don't always understand how deeply things impact us and that that coding and that information is still in our field. And when we do take that time to reclaim how empowering that is. But so with the sexual energy, um, I just wanted to point out for people to understand or for us to, even for you, I would like you to talk about this. Um, A lot of times when we think about it, like you said, we think of the sexual act. And a lot of people don't consider their own divine feminine and masculine within themselves. And it's interesting when you were talking about that sexual energy and how it is really, you know, our creator force, our life force. And it made me think of the depiction that we often see uh, like the Kundalini rising. And again, that depiction of the feminine and the masculine. And in an exterior way, we only think of that as like a man and a woman, where this goes beyond, it supersedes gender. Like we exist because of the feminine and masculine principles. So I, I would like for you, if you could share with people just so they have more understanding about that. When you say sexual energy and we all have it, mm-hmm. what does that mean? <laughs> mm-hmm. So again, it's this life force. It's how energy comes together to create. And as you said, if you are imbalanced in your feminine and masculine, it shows up in every area of your life. You know, again, people so relegate sexual energy to, as you said, just sex. It's, it's uh, the intercourse, it's masturbation, it's creating a child. Right. But this energy is flowing through your body at all times. So if you're actually not accessing it, first of all, you're not using your power. Like this energy is always there. It's literally within you and you have it to access at any time. And then if there's any impingements, there's, you know, energy that's stored. So it's held, it's knotted up, you know? And so when you release that, you then have access to more energy because again, it's been tied up and you learn to like navigate around it. Um, But when you open that energy up, you're like, ah, I have more access to this energy. But again, sexual energy isn't about sex. It includes it. Absolutely. But I can look at your life and I can tell you if you're not tuned into your creative sexual energy. Because it shows up as in not being able to create boundaries to picking the same type of man that's abusive in whatever way. It shows up as in letting clients walk all over you, not paying you, uh, you know, being flaky uh, when they expect premium service for you, but they're not honoring the integrity of the commitment. So what are you bringing to it? It looks like having this lover lay next to you and you're wondering, when did we become roommates? It looks like, oh, I'm so unfocused about the clarity of my purpose. Like you feel scattered, you feel an overwhelm. And again, it's imbalance in yourself and that's reflecting outside of you. So, so often we're like, oh, you know, you're, you're looking for your partner or you want to, 
you know, make the relationship you have better. But the only way you do that is to actually create that communion within yourself. And then that reflects outside of you. I think, again, it is a beautiful thing for people to hear and consider because a lot of times, especially when we hear feminine and masculine and you hear a lot of people talk about reclaiming just the feminine principle, you know, I don't think that everyone knows that we all are comprised of both. And again, it is, it takes both, both together and that union is that creative force, that creative energy. And again, it's what we are all born of. So I mean, that's a beautiful component to considering our design. That's my big thing. I love, you know, just the whole conversation around our design, how magical we are and breaking through to understand these things. So, you know, with that, I guess I have to ask you too about the kings and queens, because I love on your site that you refer to all of us as queens and kings. So can you talk a little bit about why you identify us that way and what it means to you? Hmm. It's really when someone's empowered, they show up as a king or queen. And there's kind of the three things that a king or queen does. They rule, they serve, and they receive. And when you look in history, you know, this may be like the the person who decides everything or who, you know, changes the lives of thousands of people or hundreds or whatever. Yet, they're always served. So again, I think that's one of the biggest people, um, biggest kind of dysfunctions is receiving. We don't let ourselves receive. And again, that's kind of that penetrative act, that sexual act. Sexual, sex is just union. Mm-hmm. If you're not letting yourself receive, you're not letting yourself receive from the universe. Because the entire universe wants to contribute to you every being every planet every molecule every you know kind of human entity wants to contribute to you and you can actually tune into that you can actually access that but you can only receive to the percentage or the kind of fraction of vulnerability you're allowing yourself to have And so often it's pretty low because we're trying to be safe. We're trying to be proper. um, We feel like we're selfish. uh, We feel like, oh, you know, we have to give to everyone else first. And receiving is so on low on the totem pole. But when you're not receiving, you're actually cutting out the universe. You know, I have to say the last time we spoke and I wrote this down because it really struck me. I don't remember how you started this but you ended by saying the universe wants to give you more and you and it just kind of was like oh right yes so you may remember what you said around that but if you can maybe speak a little to that so people know that because and that even comes to like the worthiness right like some of us we don't want to take because we're worried there's not enough to go around not realizing how abundant the universe is or thinking there's not enough for us. So could you speak into that? It wants to give us more. Yes. So again, it's about prioritizing yourself. And again, usually we're the last on the list. There's the husband, the kids, the clients, the dog, cooking, cleaning, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) You know, there's this whole huge to-do list that never gets done and you may put yourself last. But it's actually imperative for you to put yourself first. I like to tell my clients, I want them to be self-centered. 
And it's redefining it because it's what brings you into your groundedness and into being embodied. And that is your connection with intuition. That's your connection with the universe. And there is an entire universe that wants to contribute to you. And you have that connection. Like so often we feel alone. Like we have to do it all ourselves. But even if we look in our own body, let me just take a sip of water. <coughs> Excuse me. Can I just point out that I love that you even have water in a fancy glass? <laughs> okay. I, I love it. This is like a beautiful expression of love yourself. Okay. Down to yes. your drinking glass. <laughs> yes. Exactly. I'm totally that girl. I, I travel a lot. I bought this gorgeous place setting, this gold and blue kind of Monet plate and gold place setting to travel with me. So yeah. Excuse <coughs> me. Um, what was I saying? Oh, so looking at your own body. So we have 75 trillion cells or so. That's 10,000 times the amount of humans there are on the earth, just to kind of get a, Amazing. right? you know, I mean, uh, an idea of what that is. So that's beings of energy that want to contribute to you, that want to play with you, that are actually helping you live and experience this life. And each of them has so much power. And again, we don't access it. We feel weak, we feel powerless, we feel at the effect of, and again, we feel alone. But we have this model of like the entire universe in our body. And you can actually start to play. Like I'm big on play and it's actually something I've had to, you know, increase in my life because it's like, oh, I'm so busy and all this stuff. But it's like play is actually more magnetic. And the entire universe, when you look around, it's so joyful. It's so playful, it's so colorful, it's always growing, it's always expanding, it's always reaching for more. Mm. So you can access this, you can open your cells and actually ask the universe to contribute to you. You can ask the universe to contribute love to you or sexual energy, that Shakti energy. You can actually start to play with the energy of what you're wanting to create. Okay, universe, I am, I am looking to create this in my relationship or my business. Show me. Because we want to go to our head. Mm -hmm. And again, that's limited. We have the cognitive function of kind of our past and our present and maybe what we've read or heard. Yes. Yet again, there's infinite possibilities. So when you ask, you're asking the energy. You're not asking yourself. You're not trying to come up with, oh, I can think of these 10 things. You're actually asking the entire universe that has the 360 degree view, that has the infinite possibilities that can drop into your awareness and your intuition exactly who or what or that book you need to read or will direct you to you know, something, for instance, a couple days ago, I was feeling into some energy, and it was actually my ex. And I was like, huh, that's interesting. Um, and kind of the energy that came up was he was feeling bereft. Mm -hmm. 
so I met him in, you know, a golden circle of light and forgiveness and love and asked the universe to bless him what, with what he feels he didn't get from me or desired from me. And then I asked the universe for a sign. And the next morning I went to go to Pilates and some, it was kind of how I was parked. I couldn't actually get out of the space. So I missed the class. So I was like, oh, forget it. <laughs> it. It wasn't meant for me to go to this class. And I was like, okay, universe, where do I go? Where am I supposed to be if I'm not supposed to be in this class? And I was like, go to the mall. I'm like, really? I'm not a mall person. But <laughs> so I was like, okay. <laughs> so I went to the mall and I park and I w went in and I looked up and there's this shop that I've never noticed before. I mean, I've, I've only been in it a couple times anyway, but I did not, didn't notice. And it said Johnny was, and my ex's name is Johnny. Wow. So by being willing to receive that information, by being willing to ask for the confirmation, by being willing for the universe to contribute that energy to me, you know, I knew that that healing had taken place from the energetic shift that I felt and it was confirmed. So you can do this with, okay, universe, show me what, what's my next step in my business. Uh, what, what will it take? Who do I have to be to attract this lover in my life? How do I talk to my kids about this? And ask the universe. Again, don't rely on just your brain. It's so limited. There's an entire universe wanting to give you the intuition and the experiences. And if you just allow yourself to be led, your life will become more beautiful and more fluid, more magnetic, and more kind of that technicolor beauty that you desire and more. Because again, even our dreams are cognitive. So we can have the or better, as my coach likes to say, if we just allow the universe to contribute it to us. Well, that's a beautiful thing. I mean, there's two things that you say um, that I would like to ask you about your point of view around. But one of them, um, one of the things is that I think a lot of times where people are asking, they also are trying to control. And so especially with the example you gave in the story, I hope that people hear and get from that somewhere, the openness that you had. It wasn't like universe, I need a sign and it has to be this at three o'clock on the dot upside down. And you know what I mean? Like a lot of times we get so controlling of everything, even our yes. own possibility or what things have to look like that we often miss what the universe is actually presenting to us or the gift or the, the lead, the synchronicity, the arrow, a lot of times we miss it because we're in our head. But what you're saying too reminds me of um, letting go of the how. Like I always tell people, if you could let go of the how because if we could think just our minds, we can only imagine a possibility of something that has already happened in our past, we're informed by our past, or by what we've already seen. But what you've already seen in your past, and it's so limited given this world of possibility. Yeah. So I would like to ask you about that in your personal experience. Do you feel more called to be open when you're asking for reception? Do you get very detailed? Do you play with it back and forth? What do you do and what do you recommend? 
So we have specific desires. If you have a specific desire, that's meant for you because that's part of your soul. Like I can give you um, an example of myself. I had, I always had this thing, like I wanted ocean views from bed, not even just from a bedroom, but from bed. I lived in Santa Barbara at the time. And I mean, it's one of the most expensive places in the country. Yeah. And people are like, okay, you're never going to have that because you, you know, these houses are multi-millions of dollars. And I just kept it. I'm like, okay, well, that's, that's my desire. (laughs) Ocean view from bed. So I was connected to someone. I did uh, a little work for someone. And then maybe about a year or so later, she connected me with someone who was looking for a house sitter. And so I'm going up to this house, you know, there, it's spiraling up in the hills and I just kind of have like, huh, I wonder if it has an ocean view. So I walk into this house, like floor to ceiling ocean views from bed, from the bathtub, <laughs> and I got paid to stay there months at a time. Wow. So I couldn't have come up with that. I right. would have never connected it. And again, when you're following your intuition, you never actually know why you're doing it. There wasn't an outcome. Like when I met this woman and did that, I wasn't like, oh, she's going to connect me to this person. I had no idea. It was just what I was led to. So it's part of like letting go of the outcome. If you're just willing to follow the energy, because again, the universe has a 360 degree view and it drops it into your intuition what your next step is. Maybe it's a person, maybe it's going to a coffee shop, you know, maybe it's reading a book, maybe it's making that phone call, whatever it is. When you do that, you open yourself to the possibilities. And you also learn trust. I like to say it's not about earning trust, it's about Mm -hmm. learning trust. Because so often many people are like, I don't trust myself. So that's why Mm -hmm. they're always looking for someone else to validate their choices or to tell them what to do. But when you tune into your intuition, when you hear it and when you follow it, you learn trust. And the more you do it, the more you feel confident, the more you feel connected, and the more you are led. So it's like you, you have your desires, but you hold them loosely. Again, it's not about the how. Mm-hmm. because the universe can connect this person who lives in Brazil and who has a friend in Mexico City um, who sold to someone on Amazon right. <laughs> you know, this thing that's supposed to be with you and you couldn't put that together so if you just have your desires and also be willing to have more because again you know we're like okay if we're calling in a lover, okay, he has to be over six foot. He has to make this amount of money. He has to have this, you know, he can't have uh, parents like this. And, you know, we have like this list. So we're like narrowing down what the universe could give us. Yeah. So if, you know, we kind of more are loose with our desires, of course we have preferences. Yeah. But your soul knows better. Right. So it's Maybe. just like have what you want, but don't be so rigid about it. Like be exactly. open to that possibility. And what you're saying is reminding me of the other aspect of your work. So you have this one component, which is sacred sexuality, which we talked about that energy, but you also help people um, coming to understanding of and reception of divine wealth. 
And again, when we hear that, a lot of times people think money immediately, but I know it's much bigger than that to you. So could you talk a little bit about that divine wealth and why you think it's important to be in reception of it in our lives? Mm. Again, when you look at the universe, the universe is wealthy. Like look at trees, like they have such an abundance of leaves. They give us oxygen. They receive that carbon dioxide or maybe it's vice versa, whatever. <laughs> but there's, there's an interaction. Again, it's that sexual union that's coming together. There's a gifting and receiving. And wealth can be anything from looking at the most gorgeous painting. It could be having time to take your kids to school and have breakfast with them every morning. It could be having a gorgeous uh, dinner that you cook with your lover. It could be taking a bath after you had the most beautiful retreat with your clients. It could be accessing that financial wealth. Yeah. And, you know, too, we kind of touched on earlier, as healers and as spiritual people, we kind of disconnect the money piece, the financial piece, because... It's like, oh, you know, the spiritual wealth and all of that. But yes, and <laughs> the, the financial wealth is actually required. Because if you're in struggle, you're not generous. Mm -hmm. If you're worried about paying your bills, if they're going to turn off your electricity, how well are you going to show up for your clients? How well are you going to be present? And to impact choices and consciousness in the world, we offer those choices through what we spend our money on. Is it coaching? Is it beautiful experiences for ourselves and our families? Is it um, that book that has that one piece of information for you? Right. And it's absolutely required and it's accessible. It's not that you can be spiritual or wealthy. It's time to marry the two. Again, it's about union. You can have both. You can have it all. But when you separate them, you're actually telling the universe, like, no, I need to compartmentalize my blessings. Mm -hmm. Like, I can have this. I can have this. I know you want to give me this, but it's not spiritual. It doesn't look proper. <laughs> you're like, you know, I, I want to be like the aesthetic, pious person. Like, well, you can, or you can choose something else. And that's what we're inviting you to, is to actually access all of it because the universe is wealthy. There's an abundance of things. And again, money is just energy. If you have like um, a kind of disruption in the flow, it's just about your energy. When you shift your energy, it can shift and your money can shift. And it's also, again, about the how, because we believe, okay, it can only come from clients. It can only come from my job. It can only come from my husband. Mm -hmm. But I have a client who, when she came to me, she, she's like, okay, I know I want to work with you, but I don't have the money. She didn't have a job. She had just quit her job. She didn't have a partner and she didn't have a business. But I gave her some energies to ask into the universe and some actions to do. And I think within a few days, she created the, the deposit. And then she chose a date, gave me her credit card, and she had that money by then. And over, I think, three months, she created over $15,000 
without a job, without a business, without a partner. So it's a lie to say that money and wealth can only come from one source. Wealth can come from anything, from beauty, from food, to music, to magic, to the experiences you can have with your loved ones, to that financial and spiritual wealth. And if you want it all, you can have it all, but you have to claim it. Oh, I mean, as you're saying that, it reminds me of two things in my life personally that, I mean, rings true to exactly what you're saying. I have one friend who um, also is amazing in this realm of spirituality and healing work. And it took her a while to be able to accept and allow that flow of income for her services because she ended up finding out that she had this belief that she money could only come from, you know, a traditional job because that's all she had done before. So in her mind, she wasn't doing traditional work and her whole setup was not like corporate style. So she had to really recondition herself in terms of what she allowed herself to believe money could come in from. Um, And another thing with that is when I started in all of this too, I had just gone through a layoff. I mean, so many things had shifted in my life that it would have in my logical mind made no sense to invest in myself the way I did. But I kept going to classes, kept signing up for things, kept, I mean, and this work is not uh, cheap. You know, all of these different events and things I went to were very expensive, but there was this weird knowing in me of like, you know what, I'm going to that. I'm going to do that and this and and it all, I couldn't tell you now looking back, I'm like, a lot of it made no sense. But I just had this knowing of like, yeah, yeah, it's going to work out and, you know, whatever. Um, I have to follow this. But another thing I really wanted to make sure I got to ask you before we go, because I think this is such a beautiful part of your story. Another thing you said to me when we spoke was that this work for you in a lot of ways led you into life after trauma. And I had to bring that up, that phrasing that you used, because there are so many people, again, who have gone through various types of traumas, whether sexual, loss of job, loss of career, loss of an old identity, whatever it may be. And it's so hard for them to see life after these things or to even know who they are, like, who am I on the other side of whatever I feel was stripped away from me? So could you just share a little bit of how you even came into this work and why that component has been so powerful for you? Mm. Well, I feel that what we teach is what we've learned the most or what we've had the most experience with. I had in my history incest. I had rape. Um, I did have a religious background to overcome. And also the day after I turned 34, they gave me two weeks to live. So I had a few kind of uh, traumatic pieces in my life. And then I also had self-created trauma because I was acting from these energies. You know, first, you know, sometimes I was acting out. Sometimes I was acting small. Sometimes I was doing all these things. So I was actually creating trauma and drama for myself. And... When I really felt into it, you know, some of the things that got me through were, of course, energy and spirituality, but it was really about seeing the divine beauty in anything, 
anything and everything. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, the name of my company, because that's really true that you can look at as simple as a gorgeous painting and it can so entrance you and so pull you in and whatever beauty is for you that can give you something to connect to because you know when you're in these traumas or you're trying to come out the other side you know sometimes it's you don't want to mm -hmm. you're like it's too hard it's do i even want to do this i mean when they told me i had two weeks to live i was like well shit. and then i was like huh okay do i want to like, and I really had to choose, like I had to decide to really be here to really choose to do something different and to not settle for what everyone else said I should have or what I was supposed to have or what everyone else told me that I could have. Like I was deciding that I was going to actually have it. I was not going to settle. I was going to be spiritual and live where I wanted to live and have the beautiful life because that gave me something to live. And again, it's actually your responsibility, as I said before, to actually access this. Because if you're listening to this, you're here to impact more than just yourself. Yes. So if you're in struggle, if you're in trauma, honestly, you're not helping people to your full capacity. And that's what we're here for. We're really here to change consciousness. And if you're not bringing your full self, that's a problem. One of the things that stands out so loudly in what you're saying is you've said choice many times. And I think that's very powerful for people to hear. It was your choice, but also your determination. I mean, because, you know, just like you said, a lot of times we don't want to, we don't feel up to it, we don't think it's possible or we're just married to our story, whatever it may be. And it does take an incredible amount of strength to say, I'm choosing something different, or I'm going to get back up and go another way. I'm going to heal and all of these things. So I hope that people really hear that, the determination and choice that it took on your own behalf. But I wanted to ask you this as well, because What's interesting in this realm is we all have this idea of, you know, like, oh, spirituality, and I'm going to heal. It's going to feel great. And ah, and it does. You have those moments. But there are also those moments where we do fall down again. And then yeah. we're like, crap, I thought this spiritual stuff was supposed to make everything better, make me better. I was supposed to have no more yeah. upset. Can you just talk a little bit about that? Because if there are people who have already tried or they thought they made the choice but got knocked down and now they're like well I tried and so I'm over that like yes can you just speak to that a little bit yes so again you know you mentioned choice so it's really deciding and deciding is is active you know when I spoke about the receiving you know some type of people think that they're receiving the healing, you know, that God's just giving it down and all the blessings and all of that. But receiving is active. It takes action. So again, you know, it's that union. You have to come together. <laughs> and when you're having this healing, you have to decide that you're willing to do what it takes. You're not going to give yourself the excuses. 
you're going to find someone who will actually hold that reality that you desire and your divine truth, even when you can't see it. Mm. Because, because we get mired in it, we're in it, we're in the shit, and we're like, oh my God, I don't know if I can get out of this. Or like you said, I've done this already. But the thing you have to know is that you're not the same person. And even the energy, even if it looks the same, it's a layer. It's not the same thing that's coming up to you. It's a layer that's being unraveled through your whole consciousness, through your whole etheric, through, you know, different realities and lifetimes and all these different things. So it may look the same, yet you're coming at it as a different person and the energy, it's actually a gift because it's coming up to leave. This level of it is coming up to leave. And you can look at it as like, oh shit, here it is again. I thought I fixed this. And again, it's your intention. Are you trying to fix yourself? So you're telling the universe, okay, I'm broken. So you're just going to get more of that experience. Right. But are you actually like looking at it like, oh my God, thank you that this is coming up to leave. This piece of it. And yes, maybe it shows up in a different way, or maybe that's a complete healing, or maybe it comes up in a different aspect, but be grateful that it's coming up because it's here to leave. It's not coming up because you didn't do the work the first time, or you didn't give it your all, or whatever you want to kind of judge yourself about, but it's actually giving you another opportunity to choose. That's beautiful. So I do want to make sure, because I know I can't take your entire day, although you're very easy. We could talk <laughs> for hours, I'm sure. I want people to know more about your work, how to contact you, your retreats that you have. But first, I want to ask you, just in a nutshell, because a lot of what we talked about, I think, speaks to the beauty of your work and these different aspects of us and how important it is to consider all these things. If there were just one or two things that you really wanted us collectively to know and understand about being or about ourselves, that there's someone listening right now and they're just like, hmm, not me, whatever it may be. Right. What is that thing that you always think like, oh, I just wish people knew this? Mm. That you actually require your sacred sexual energy. Because again, it's your life force, it's your power, it's your creativity, it's your connection to your intuition. It is how you enjoy life, whether it's in a sexual act or in a beautiful presencing in a journey, it's actually required. So what I would tell people is to stop looking at it like, oh, you know, uh, maybe I'm going through menopause or, you know, I'm too busy. You know, they relegate it to, again, just sex. But okay. it is not just about sex. It is about your life force. And are you willing to have all of your life force? Because if you don't, you're only living a half-life. You're living the status quo. You're living at some fraction of your potentiality and your divinity. And you can have more. You're being invited to more. And if you learn to access that, you are truly in the divine being who's there to show up in their life and have that gorgeous experience of life, whatever you choose it to be, 
and then you can help your clients and your family. But it starts with you. Yes. Again, we mentioned briefly just the king and the queen. It's rule, serve, and receive. It starts with you and receiving, but then it goes out in what I like to say, creating an empire of light. It starts with you, though, and it's so necessary to have access to all of that. And if you're not accessing that, honestly, you're not showing up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm so happy. Like, I feel like my face hurts from smiling <laughs> all the time. Oh, but everything you're saying, I'm like, yes, tell them, tell them, Sophia, tell them. But it's so true, and I, and I can't say enough and I'm so glad to hear you say it in your way and through the work that you provide how important it is for us to start right here and you know it's one of those things that you know all of the ancient teachings and philosophies have said forever we always hear these certain like popular sayings of you know be the change you want to see the answers are within all of these things that we kind of have glazed over but I love that now there are so many people emerging to help us go deeper into the experience of these things so that they're not just words or, you know, these little quotes that we can't quite decipher, you know, that they, we understand that all of this is really about our own awakening and understanding again, this design and our nature. So I want everyone to know um, a couple of things about you. One, if they go to your website, which is nurturingdivinebeauty.com, and I'll also make sure it's in the show description that they can get their pleasure principles ebook. Mm-hmm. So before we talk about the retreats, I just want everyone to know about that because that even sounds delicious, right? My <laughs> pleasure pr- principle ebook. What is in this? What is it? So it was actually born of a telesummit that I did earlier this year, and it was called Pleasure Principles, Sacred G-Spot Secrets to Igniting Your Magic Money, Sex, and Business. And I went through and really gleaned from all these speakers if they had one sacred secret to share. Again, like you asked me that question, if there was one thing that you could share with people, what would that be about igniting their sacred sexual energy? And then I curated that into something that people can have so they can actually like, oh, I can try this one. Oh, I can actually start to implement this. Ooh, that sounds really delicious. I want to practice that. So Mm -hmm. it was actually something that, uh, you know, was born of that. And it's actually funny that you're asking this because actually a week from Monday, so actually November 19th, we're hosting the second incarnation of this. Okay. But this one is actually about what I like to say embodying. So again, bringing it into your body and how do you actually live this because you can be inspired and do nothing with it, which does no one any good. <laughs> <laughs> yourself. But right. it was like, what are the practices? What are the tips? How can you actually bring this into your daily life? So if people are interested in that, they can go to my website and grab the first ebook. And then if you'd like to sign up for the second telesummit to learn like practical, like, okay, how do I actually live this way? How do I actually what can I do today to have this energy? Pleasureprinciplelive.com. Okay, perfect. Pleasureprinciplelive.com. Okay, yes. beautiful. And then go to Nurturing Beauty. Nurturing, nurturing Divine. DivineBeauty.com to download the first yes. um, part, which is the ebook. Okay, so I know you also have um, a summit coming up. 
now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, I'm still not to the retreat yet. So that was the summit. And then we have the retreats that you'll have in 2019. So could you tell us a little bit about that and how people can learn more? Yes. So again, I come to the world and choose to have experiences in a certain way, living as a queen. And that's really what I want to invite my clients into. So as well as living it, it's also about having immersive experiences that are really transformational. So I'm actually hosting two next year. The first one is in the spring in Capri because I live in Italy half the time and I just love it. So why not? <laughs> right. So, you know, you get to have this beautiful sacred container of transformation in a really gorgeous ocean view setting. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you know, some people are like, oh, you know, I don't know if I can do that. That may be frivolous. It's absolutely not. Because again, we have embodied experiences. So if you're experiencing the shift about trust and about vulnerability and how to receive and about how to really embody practices first as a being and then taking it into your daily life, you're actually infusing that into your cells. Also the land and the beauty, it has energetic components that are actually penetrating your cells. So the location is actually really important and to have these experiences because they teach you, number one, that you can have them, and then you can actually kind of curate your life to, you know, what experience that wants to be. And then also you're having the experience. So you're like, oh, look at me. I created <laughs> this. What else can I create? So yes. it continues to be an inspiration. And you're transforming at the same time. You're with a really group of amazing men and women for this particular one in Capri. It's for women. It's a queen circle embodiment. So it's really intimate and it's about having that vulnerability and that trust so you can receive. And that's the first piece of being a queen. And then you can go ahead and translate that to ruling and serving, but you have to be able to receive and you have to be vulnerable to the entire universe. Right. And you get to have that experience. And then the other one is actually later in the year. Uh, it was actually born of my experience here in Seattle of coming to play with wolves. Oh, that's, I wrote that down. I wanted you to share about that, running with the wolves. Yes. So by following my intuition, wolves were in my space. And when I came to uh, the States for my own personal coaching retreat, a friend of mine said, oh, you can actually go run with wolves outside of Seattle. So I'm currently in Seattle. I had this experience. I'm going to do it again. And I actually want to take clients. And I think the biggest takeaway for me was to have it modeled. To actually see that when someone, an individual, is so tapped into their instinct, they are connected with everything. And so often, again, we don't trust our own instincts. We're like, oh, can someone tell me what to do? What did this book say? Oh, he did it that way. But wait, so you literally are out there running with wolves. Yep. Wow. I have pictures. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes. And it's amazing. And it was so primal and so heartfelt. And again, it truly modeled it for me, how they were so individual in their instinct, but they were connected to everything. And that's, again, you know, so perfect for us when we're connected to our intuition, we're connected to everything. Gosh, that is so beautiful. Well, again, I have to tell you, Sophia, I mean, I feel like people have to listen to this two or three times just to kind of take in all of the information that you shared. So listen, if you feel like you need to go back, just go back. The recording is there. You shared so many beautiful insights and things for us to consider and Again, I would tell everyone go to nurturingdivinebeauty.com, download the free ebook, get information about the retreats, and also if you want to go to the second summit, that is on the 19th. So yes. I thank you so much for being here, love, and hopefully you'll be back again after Capri to tell us about the next phase of everything that has come up for you. Absolutely, I would love to. And I also want to point out like I'm actually here on a mission to have empowered conscious leaders. Mm -hmm. And again, that needs sexuality. So if you're ready to not settle, if you're not willing to give your excuses any more room, and if you're actually willing to rule and serve and receive as a king or queen, absolutely reach out. Because if you desire that freedom, and that empowerment for yourself, then you can actually translate that to your life and to your business. So it's so important. So if you're called to that, stand up. I am here. I will stand with you. And uh, as Yolanda said, you can reach me at uh, Nurturing Divine Beauty. Also, even you could reach out. Um, I think my, my link is nurturingdivinebeauty.as.me forward slash freedom. So if you're ready to meet with me just 15 minutes, I can pinpoint what's in your way and what your next step is. It's a free call, whereas usually it's several hundred dollars to speak to me, but I want to gift this to you if you're really willing to step into your freedom, your empowerment, and your beautiful life. Well, you know what? You'll have to send that to me so that I can make sure to put that in the link for everyone as well. Because a lot of people are listening when they're driving. So I'll be sure to put that in the show description for you too. Don't worry. I'm thinking about you. So thank you so much, Sophia. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you here today. Uh, thank you. It's such a joy to be with you. And I will play with you anytime. And yeah. maybe you'll come join me in Capri. I know. How wonderful would that be, right? Well, everyone stay tuned. Exactly. Today's show has ended, but there are more tools available. Learn how to access your free gifts and work with Yolanda personally by going to yuchi.com. The link is provided for your convenience in the show description. And if you find value in the podcast, remember to share your love by leaving a review on iTunes. We'll see you next time. Remember to always journey in love.